Welcome to the Polaris PT Podcast. Join us as we dive into all aspects of health and wellness, from physical and mental to relationships and spirituality with leading experts and luminaries from a broad spectrum of specializations. I'm your host, Dr. Brig Woods, performance physical therapist and owner of Polaris PT and Wellness. On the podcast today, I have Liz Jones. Liz has been in the fitness industry for over 16 years. She has a bachelor's in health science, along with many other fitness certifications. She's worked in all areas of the fitness field. She's been the director of corporate wellness at American Express Salt Lake. She's a certified pre and natal fitness specialist, has filmed several workout videos for fitness on demand companies, and is certified group fitness instructor and nutritional coach. Liz is the founder and owner of Pojo Fitness. It's an online fitness company in Arizona. She has her own app with daily workout programs for purchase, does online macro coaching, and is the creator of Pojo Power Camp. Power Camp is a high-intensity strength and conditioning boot camp with classes held in Gilbert and Mesa, Arizona. Liz has been married for 15 years and is a mom of three. Through all of her experiences, Liz has developed training methods and programs that are challenging, unique, and fun to help clients break barriers, love working out again, and build healthy, effective, lifelong lifestyle habits to make them better, faster, and stronger in all aspects of their life. So, what's up, Liz? Thanks for coming. We started. Oh yeah, oh, oh, we're wait. oh we're oh, wait, oh, we're, oh no, over? we're live. No, no, we're doing this. Okay, I didn't know we were starting. <laughs> thanks, I, thanks for the heads up, Briggs. I, I didn't know what to do with my hands. It's a little <laughs> bit like Talladega Nights. Well, that's hey, that's why you're all gonna hear this, and we don't edit stuff because I don't want anybody to feel like they've been taken out of context. You can totally edit that though if you want. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, we were just talking prior to hitting the the start button on this thing. We were talking about um, social media. And just talking about the algorithms and how it works and how Liz just, if you have, if you guys haven't been over to Liz's Instagram, Pojo Fitness, she, she kills it. Oh, well, I don't know if I kill it, but I try. I was so, I'm I like, I, Thank I, you. <laughs> I feel like a teen, like, like I, I'm one step away. Like, I feel like the gateway drug was starting to make some reels, right? For my clinic next, I, I'm telling you it's. Next thing you know, I'm going to be making makeup tutorials after I bought my ring light. <laughs> you have the ring light. I mean, I feel like reels, I actually hate doing them, but I feel like that's what you got to do to grow. Yeah. Um, because that's what's popular now. But And that's all they're pushing. Exactly. So you just kind of have to like play the game. Um, but I feel like I am an old lady oh. trying to wear like something super cool that I shouldn't be wearing. How that's a bad analogy, but you, you know what I'm saying. How young are you? 37. Okay. Wait, you're the same age. No, aren't you? I'm not. I'm 39. Oh, I thought we were the same age. So fun fact, Brig and I went to college together. We did go to college together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Liz, we definitely went to college together, hung around with some of the same people every now and again, cross paths and then somehow cross paths back here in Arizona. But yeah, it's, I, I feel you. I'm almost, I'm 39. I turned 40 yeah. in June. If anyone wants to send me a Christmas or that's exciting birthday present, have kind like of a big forty party. Yeah, except I feel like an old man. Like, try, like I feel like I'm I'm going to the college party trying to be cool. That's what I was trying to say about the reels. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel, I remember when my mom turned forty, and I thought, oh my gosh, she's so old. They had like right. over the hill we signs. Had, yes, yes, all of that. And I thought, oh my gosh, forty is so old. I'm like not that far from it, and I'm like forty is not. I mean, I feel like. People look good at 40. I feel like 40 is the new, like, 25. So, interesting. So, this is, we, we, we just dived <laughs> off of Instagram. But, interesting. So, I, I read this study that 
this paper, they put a bunch of photos uh-huh. in front of, so it was men okay. and women judging yeah. other women. I, I, I realized that how this all sounds, but they basically put <laughs> headshots of women in front of people and asked them which women they rated as the most attractive. And did I bet that they rated what? the 40 year olds higher than the younger ones? Did they? So the, the most according to this sample size or whatever, yeah. but the, the, the average age of the most attractive women that people selected was 33. Really? Yeah. So I mean, your, yeah. your early thirties yeah. to mid thirties mm-hmm. and especially, and that was, and that was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, so, I feel like 30, well, I definitely wasn't in my prime at 30. I had twins at 30. Right. So by 33, maybe I was kind of in the clear, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're younger, you're just, I don't know, you do silly fads with your hair or you're just figuring things out when you're 40. It's like your kids are a little older. They're in school all day. A little more time. You got more time for Botox. (laughs) (laughs) We, (laughs) we, I I mean, (laughs) you know, I'm just saying. I went back, (laughs) I went back and looked through some yearbooks the other day. Uh huh. That if, if you haven't done that recently. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend it. Um, what the heck was I thinking? I was so. There's not enough money on God's green earth. You could pay me now to wear a hat that has like a curve in my bill. Like all my hats. Oh, but hats. that was like the cool thing. Oh, no, no. It was straight up tunnel vision, rolled up, tucked in my back pocket. I used to do that. Pocket. Oh, I remember all the boys would do that. All the baseball players would yeah. do it. Yep. But there's a picture of me with my hat rolled like super tight, barely can see my eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I've got just the little... Flavor saver? Patch of a goatee. That so, was so disgusting. I remember when guys did that, and I always was like, this is so disgusting. It didn't even, t- like, it wasn't even. No. F- it, it was just It's on like my- you were late, and you forgot to shave right there. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that what the flavor no, saver was? No, so that's just the little, like, triangle under your lip. Oh, yeah, that was I'm gross, too. I'm talking, like, the whole, like, if I had a beard oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just shaved from the corners of my mouth out. Oh, kind of like, that, oh. I had that thing going on. Yeah. Plus, it was full shag, like, wings. Coming out of my oh, hat. Oh, I do remember the wings with the hat. That was super popular. And then I cut off, and then there was, I have cut the hem off the bottom of my jeans, so they frayed. Yep. And a little tiny cut up, oh my gosh. I yep. never thought in a million years I was going to look back, or my kids would look back and go, what were you wearing? But I'm convinced. My kids do that. I've become my parents. They'll say, why did you do that? I just thought I had really big hair, because I'm from South Carolina. Oh, yeah. So I wore hot rollers every day. And I mean, I wore about hot rollers. Yeah, I wore hot rollers up until um, in college. And then my friends in college were like, people don't wear their hair like that anymore. We need to introduce you to a straightener. And I came home. I remember after Christmas, like the first semester. And my dad was so upset because he's like, what did you do to your hair? Because it was like stick straight. And it wasn't the pageant hair that I had was used to but wasn't (laughs) (laughs) but wasn't though when we were in college the that was like the a-frame right oh yeah like the big giant Um, what i basically looked like donald duck's butt on the back of your head no was it we all had like straight hair or like some people had like the tips I don't know, maybe like the blonde hair with the black tips it was hanging out the big old huge like heavy weighted like i don't know I remember I had a couple of velour one-piece suits my freshman year. Oh, yeah. Juicy was big. If, this I thing. had a lot of juicy suits. This thing. Oh, like Posh Spice. 
Yeah, he's talking about like, the posh spice. Here. I was talk, talking about the it, at least in Utah, I called it A-line. the Lost. Yeah, the A line, not the A frame. Yes. yes, the A line. The big heavy A. A-line. I just never wanted to have short hair because I yeah. couldn't pull it up in ponytail to work out. There you out. go. My hair, my hair's, my body's always been, my hairstyle's always been centered around working out. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was the A line. We just yeah. called it the duck butt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, clear lip gloss. Yeah. Or shiny were, lip gloss. The, yeah, there were a lot of Abercrombie and Fitch, which is apparently. I used making, to work there. I, I have no doubt that you did. And Wet Seal. Did <laughs> yeah. you know, remember Wet oh, Seal? Oh, I do remember Wet Seal. Yeah, I worked there not too long. And then I got certified and started teaching. I mean, Abercrombie and Fitch was a thing, but I feel like that was more of an East Coast South Yeah, thing. we Southeast. shopped a lot at Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. Yeah. And the perfume, the cologne. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. They actually, you know what? Fun fact if you're a girl listening to this. Abercrombie Fitch actually has the best skinny jeans. I know skinny jeans are kind of out, but I still like them. Yeah, They're high waisted. It's because you're millennial. And they look nice. They like look good. Like you can wear them dressy. So if you haven't checked out Abercrombie jeans, check them out. Yeah, just block out the, the tag black or something. Ones. They, look, the Gen Z kids are gonna make funny anyway. They I are. still I still side part. Apparently that's out. You know, do you? You do you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. See, I knew when we were going to do this podcast, Brig asked, I asked him kind of, what do you want to talk about? He was kind of like, I don't know. Let's just, let's just talk about stuff. What, whatever happened. So I'm excited. I, I really yeah. had no idea where this was going to go. I think this is going in a good direction. This is, an, <laughs> this is going in a great direction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just college. I remember wearing DC, like big old DC skate shoes. And oh yeah. See, I didn't know what any of that was until I came because we were wearing like Sperry Topsiders. I know. And, 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 and your bucks. stupid double pop collars. The I I no, still appreciate not, nope. the pop collars. Never, I had polo, never, the big pony I polo know. shirts with pearls. I know you did. Yeah. You guys were you guys wanted to go to the yacht club. Yeah. Yep. Remember we had a party. Yeah. We had a party. Yeah, let's not say <laughs> <laughs> We won't talk about the party. What, do the you name, remember the, that party? Yeah, I do. The, yeah. It was it, it was, was the preps and Oh, was that what it was called? It was something. I thought it was yacht hoes and bros it, it or was, something like that. Well, that's fine. It's fine. You said that, not me. Yeah, it was college. We also had the slip and slide party in college. Yeah. That was, I still, I literally think the grass is still damaged to this day from Probably. where we laid down those huge tarps. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we took up the whole quad in that. In Belmont. And in, in that apartment complex. Yeah. In Arlington, the big hill. Yeah. Could go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So no, Liz. Liz is from the south, south, South Carolina. South Carolina, right? like right by though. So I'm right, right by. by s- I I'm from. If you want, if you're a golfer, I'm from Augusta, Georgia, home of the Masters. So we live five minutes from the Augusta National, where the Masters is. But it's on the South Carolina side. It's the border. Okay. We live on literally on the border. So like I remember. My brother sometimes would say, oh, I'm from Georgia, and I'd say South Carolina, and people would be like, well, which one are you from? We claim we claim both. Is there a difference? Do people treat you different based on Georgia or South Carolina out there? No, but people used to always say I was from North Carolina in college, uh, and I was always, no, it's no. South Carolina. No, but there was this, so. The, but I do, do love you, South Carolina. I miss I'm it. Not, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> okay. Because I don't, because if I say her name and anybody listening who knows her, I don't want to. Th- Throwing a bus, they're still gonna know who she Will is. Well, I know who she is. Yeah, based okay. on what I'm gonna say. Okay. So like, people, I won't say the name. Then everybody thought you were from North Carolina, right? Yeah. Everybody thought this 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 girl was from, um, South Africa. Oh, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I met <laughs> I met her on the bus. We were going. I was going to school one day. Yeah. And I realized just kind of 
from from where from my perspective, yeah, she looked like somebody I wanted to get to know. I bet you did. So yeah. I walk over there and I talk to her and I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Where you go to school? Are you going to BYU? Are you going to U? You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, I got a UV. I think she's BYU. She's like, I got a BYU. She had like some accent. <laughs> like trying to, I can't do South Africa, but yeah. she she talked like this. And but she told me that she was actually from Australia, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, and I tried like, didn't quite feel like get like it was gonna like she was gonna give me her number. I didn't think that I was quite there yet. I had yeah. a limited amount of time, and and at that point. You were done. My game wasn't very good. That yeah. I was off, having an off day. It was never good, let's be honest. But I figured if she's at BYU, I'd bump into her again. And if we rode the, the same... Wilk. Yeah, and if we rode the same bus, mm-hmm. like to and from where our apartments were, I'd probably bump into her again. Come to find out, this this chick... She's not from there. She's from Seattle. Yeah. yeah. She grew up in Seattle. Yep. And you know what her explanation was when I called her? I was like, so... Like, did you call her out on Absolutely, it? I did. <laughs> Because <laughs> I met her and I was like, and then I saw her again. Yeah. And, and I was like, hey, do you guys know that? Like, she's from Australia. Like, dude, she's from Seattle. I forgot her name, but I know. Oh, who I you're know talk- her name. I know exactly who you're talking about. But I walked up. I was like, I go, Seattle. I just walked over and go, hey, what, Seattle? She's like, what? Like, in her accent. Mm-hmm. I was like, you told me you were from Australia. Like, what the heck? Yeah. And she's like, I said, so is this at, like, is your parents from Australia? Like, what is she's like, well, it's actually a South African accent. And I'm like, South African? She's like, well, yeah, I had this friend growing up who was South African, and I just spent a lot of time at their house, and and then I developed this accent, and it stuck. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, yeah, I don't even I want this is, no, this this is going to cost way too much in the end. Yeah. I don't want this person's phone number. And she no. probably didn't want mine either because – that was it. Because she lied to me about Australia. Yeah. And she said, yes, I tell people like that I'm from Australia or whatever. If I figure I'm never going to see him again because I don't want to answer and talk about the questions. That makes sense. I was like, well, how about you just speak like you're an American? Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't like to do that. I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. So good times. That was a fun question. That was a fun. <laughs> good fun story. Little, yeah. Cool story, bro. Yeah. Um, so no, yeah. We had a lot of that stuff. But you said your haircut was based on fitness. Oh, so I or mean, working out. Well, I mean, I've always loved to work out. Okay. I, I danced in high school. Gotcha. Um, I got into kind of like running, but I started doing like um, Mari Windsor. Do you remember the infomercials for Mari Windsor? I, I don't. You don't. Anyway, no. Pilates. She's like a Pilates, like Pilates. And so in, in high school, I you, there used to be like lots of infomercials because there was no DVR back then, right? Well, no. A long and, time ago. And I feel like and, though that that's something, like that was something, I don't know a lot of dudes yeah. that got into workout videos. Right. right? I love them. Like yeah. my mom growing up, we would would had like lots of Richard Simmons videos. James well, who? Uh, let's be real. Who doesn't love? And Richard I would put Simmons? them on as a kid, and I would like teach pretend aerobics classes. Really quick, and I did would you know, do them. Did you know that Richard Simmons hasn't been seen in public? Yes. Did you listen to that podcast? Um, no, but mine and my power campers, we were talking about this, and I am so intrigued because I loved him. What? He's so a legend. I legit like that's not my that's not my cup of tea. That's not how I like to get down when I work out. But I would. I if he was He's still a teaching legend, a class, though. I would go of to a course. Richard Simmons Richard class. Richard Simmons is like a legend in the aerobics yeah. industry. You know well, what I mean? So what's crazy though is I was listening to this show that this pod like it's a podcast slash YouTube show, but they like made a joke about Richard Simmons yeah. and how he hasn't been seen in public or whatever. Yeah. And the one of the guys on the show is the dad of the guy whose show it is. 
Oh, okay. And he was like, the he's a I, I actually think that he's a fan of the show. He's like, I think. Oh my so gosh! It's Stephen yeah. Crowder's show, but he's like, I think he actually communicates with Stephen sometimes via like email. Even though he's been missing. Yeah, he's so like. In I his think house. he just doesn't want to be like. I don't know. I don't know where he is. I I really wish that we knew. It's but, a big. You could. It's that's a big rabbit hole that you could go down. Yeah, yeah, I would, and I would love to sweat to the oldies with with Richard Simmons. Oh yeah, the pony. I would, know, I would actually moves. bust out some shorts. In fact, that's you, did you see the picture of? Yes, that was the cutest costume that you guys did for Halloween. So our our son, he gosh, was like four months old, and we we found a Richard Simmons costume for him, complete with wig. It was it was ador- darling. It, it was adorable. Yeah. If if you go back far enough on my Instagram, you should be able to find it. But I'm sorry, I interrupted because no, you're Richard, fine. this is what happened when when two people with ADD get together and talk, <laughs> minus Adderall. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, no, I just have always loved working out. Like even as a kid, I loved like the workout videos. I used to do jazzercise. We did jazzercise kids when I was a kid. Um, in fact, when I was growing up, one of my friends, her mom, um, was this super successful jazzercise instructor in our town. Our town was very small. And I remember she had a really big van. Um, like the, like the kind of cool ones that were like really big and square, like like the big 12 passenger. Kind of, yes. Like. But, well, but you could like, you could sit down in the middle of it, almost like a living room. Anyway, she had like big, Oh, it was like the shagging wagon. Kind like of, from, yes. um, um Scooby-Doo? No. Well, yeah, that was the mystery mobile. Oh. But that kind of van. Yes. Yeah, the shagging so, wagon it was, was kind of like that. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like and, a utility van. Yeah, but it was like a nice 90s, like white with gold on it. Oh, jeez. In the 90s, you know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she had like big jazzercise stickers, but she taught... Um, classes for adults and then she taught classes for kids so I did that for years and I loved it and I remember I always was like I want her job like this would be the best job like this would be such a fun job you get paid to work out you're like you know meeting all of these fun people and you're helping them work out when I was a kid I I just was like this is what I want to do and so I kind of had always wanted to do that ever since like little kid and then um, my brother actually for Christmas I was like I want these um, Pilates DVDs. I was like junior in high school or Wait, something. Wait, you asked for the Pilates DVDs yeah. or he did? Uh, no, I did. Oh, okay. And he bought them for me for Christmas and I would do them every day after school, before dance, got really into Pilates. Um, and then when I went to BYU, I um, joined 24 hour. But, but Are you in the 24 hour? You, you, you weren't a Golds? Um, no, but I taught at Golds. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so yeah, anyway. It was you, you really could divide people by, like you could tell... 24 hour was a who worked out at 24 hour and who worked out at gold said a little bit about you. Yes. And I I was, I worked out at gold. Of course. I know. Gold was a little bit more of a meat market back then. Well, but let me tell you, I loved it though. I I actually love teaching at both of them. I taught at all the golds in the like Valley. So I taught like Orem, Provo, Spanish Fork, the other Orem American Fork, like all of them. These are all these are all cities within the immediate right. vicinity oh, in of, of BYU and in Provo, Utah. Yeah. So long story short, um, I went to BYU freshman year. I got really into the gym, to like all of the classes and working out. So I think it was my sophomore year I got certified, and my first certification was yoga. Oh. So I got certified to teach yoga. I taught power yoga for years. Um, if you are a listener and you came to my classes, they were a lot of fun. We had fun music. It was like 9 p.m. Monday nights. We so there, was get nothing, like, there was nothing spiritual about this class. No, it was just It was like a lot of cold playing, Dave Matthews Band, oh, Zero Seven. 
Bon Ivar, like good music. Um, did you guys take, did people have to take their puka shell necklaces off when no, they we, came in? No, we just did a lot more push-ups. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I like to work out when I even do yoga. I miss it though. I need to get back into yoga. But anyway, the I love nine, yoga. The yeah. 9 p.m. Monday night class was the best. But then I did yoga and then I got certified for bar. I mean, not bar, Pilates. Mm. Um, Real quick, have you cycle. been over to Motto Yoga here? No, I've been wanting. No, yes, I have. Over yes. on Power? Yes. They have the coolest floor. Yes. I love their floor and their bathrooms are super cute. Yeah. Shout out to Motto Yoga. Yeah. They're they're a great local. Yeah. It was an awesome class. Local studio. If another cool studio that I really like, they're kind of more of a, I think they're more like Western United States. Mm-hmm. They started in Colorado, but I think it's called Core Power Yoga. Oh yeah. They have some in Scottsdale. Yeah. They have, so they have one in Tempe. They've got yeah. some other ones, but yeah. that place, I really like that place too. Um, yeah. sorry, you Bikram Nazis. So yeah, it's funny because now the classes, so now I have a, um, I teach high fitness. I teach a class that I created. It's called amped. It's two third strength, one third cardio. But my, um, thing that I really focus on the most is my power camps, which is basically a high intensity strength and conditioning boot camp. So it's very intense and a lot more, um, louder and more energetic than yoga so everyone's always shocked that I taught yoga and Pilates for like seven years before teaching these high intensity classes because I've been to that class yeah it's fun it's a good time it's hard yes it's really hard yeah I I feel like you if you're going to attend a class or I do eight week session eight to ten week sessions of power camp um, and I feel like in those sessions, you need to make it worth your while. So, you know, I'll teach them skills. I'll teach them proper form. But then we'll take a twist on it. So when they learn how to do a proper box jump and they're, you know, good at it, then we'll add a hop to it. Or we may do a twisting one or we'll keep it safe. Just just but enough to make just it Just enough more to make it. And it's so exciting to see these women that came in and they could, you know, hardly jump off of three risers. And now they're doing, I'm going to actually, I have a reel that I need to post after this podcast. Um, and they were doing 28 inch box jumps the other night. 28? Yeah. That's a tall box. we had a 24 and we flipped it. Oh, I think it's 30. No. Well, I measured it. It's not the tall, tall, but it's the other second side. Oh, so there's 20. Gen- I don't know. So I have a 24 and I flipped it. I'll measure it. Yeah, measure it. I'll put the right. No, it's fine. I yeah, don't, I'm, I'm not. I'm, it's I'm not- 28. I it's, took my tape it's, measure. It's actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel like right now. I got to let Yeah. But yeah. So the CrossFit boxes are designed right. to be 20, 24, and 30. Okay. So you can flip them we and use like them. We have like a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's just really fun to see these women come in and go from, some of them have never worked out, you know, in their life. And now they're crushing it doing wall walks, wall balls, a real push up. Yeah. You know, lifting heavier weights, sandbags, or sprinting, running miles, running a mile. Like some people can never even run a mile, you know. To, I, I have a hard time running a mile. Um, or even just, you know, just the community. It's just great to be able to like, be able to work out around like-minded people and people that are supportive. And when someone gets something for the first time, everybody stops and cheers and high fives. That's or, awesome. Or if you fall, nobody's going to laugh at you unless you want them to, you know. It's just right. there's a no judgment, fun atmosphere yeah so so yeah, how many power pe- camps a good time how many people do you feel like the what percentage of women is it mostly women who come into your power camp so all yeah i've had a few males but really my target audience is women as women and a lot of yeah so about how many women that coming into your class have any have like almost no level of working out 
Or, uh, or it depends. Maybe it's, better it's, working out like this, like hit stuff. Yeah, I would say it's about 60-40. 40% come in and they come to my other classes and they're ready to go. Okay. Um, it, but it also, it depends every session because I've had some sessions um, and a lot of them are newbies. You okay. know what I mean? And then other sessions they've been doing it because it's, it's usually like once you start, it's just ongoing. We do eight weeks on, I take one week off just mm -hmm. to kind of have a reset, a breather. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we go again, another, another like hard eight weeks. So like, so yeah. So for those, cause look, I, I've been working out forever. Yeah. Right. And I've been in the CrossFit community for now going on like 12 years. That's right. A long time. And even going on, like, at one point was competing on a semi on a fairly regular basis. I didn't know you competed. Yeah, I wasn't very good, oh. but <laughs> I was okay. Hey, but it's I, but still, I, but that's I still compete. like something to do. Yeah, high five for that. Yeah, but I but yeah. I competed, right? Yeah. Like I I remember I did a comp. Like I even drove as far as Safford Thatcher, which is you know a couple hours, two three hours away. Yeah. To to compete, so I, I was doing it on a semi pretty regular basis, and. And even now I still go work out other places, but there's a certain, like, even though I know the community, I know how things go, what to expect. There's still a certain intimidation level oh, totally. factor when I walk into a new gym and like, Hey guys, I want to come work out. And with they you. probably are like, who's this guy? Yeah. They're like, yeah. let's see, let's see if this guy can do it. Right. Yeah. And it also helps though. Like, I don't know about if there is. But there's a definite, like in CrossFit, there's a definite culture. So, like, if I walked in wearing some Nike basketball shorts mm -hmm. and, like, a pair of Nike like regular Met running shoes. If you weren't or, wearing, like, the Metcons. Yeah, or the Nobles yeah. or the Nanos, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I came in wearing, like, a, a Lululemon. Like tank top or like a tank, t you know what I mean? Like I used to wear Lululemon tanks to CrossFit, but that's but that's women. But that was the nine fifteen class. And we that, all dressed like the that. Mom, right, but the but mom that, class. But that was the but but women can get away with that, right? It's either dudes like it's like t shirt or nothing, right? Oh yeah. But if I walked in like they'd go, this guy doesn't know what he's doing here. What yeah. is he, Like who is this guy? And and I've learned over the years that people would be super supportive, right? Mm -hmm. But there's still always a level of intimidation factor. So what's it like? So like, what's it if you sign? Cause most people sign up online, right? Yeah. So a lot of times they'll find out about my power camps, mostly through Instagram. Um, I just was having a conversation and we had a, so I like to do like a girl's night out, like an event yeah. once a week. Yeah. Once Kenzie a, just went, she said it was a blast. Yeah. Once a session um, for everyone just to like get to know each other, because I feel like when you're in class, so we have 13 power camp classes going on a week. Um, oh geez. Uh, no, actually, you know what? There's, I think there's more, there's 15 because now we have two locations. So the people that go to the Mesa location don't necessarily know the Gilbert location, vice versa. So it's kind of nice to just be able to get together like outside of the gym in regular clothes, your hair is down. They're like, who is this person? And they're like, oh, this she's my partner today. Right. I mean, because let's be honest, like girls, we look different when we are, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I... No, no, it's it, you know. it's okay. I was I was like I'm like I feel like I, I was gonna incriminate myself a little bit as a stupid teenager. Yeah. But we used to we used to do a thing. Yeah. And I apologize. Like I realize this is kind of messed up. I was 16. Cut me some slack, y'all. <laughs> uh, we used to do a thing called the lake test. The what? The what? The lake test. Oh, lake. Oh. So we would go wakeboarding a lot in the summertime. Oh, I know what this is. But I would 
purposely set the departure time mm-hmm. at 4.30 in the morning. That's like really Or mean. 5 o'clock in the morning. Because we wanted, because I didn't want to give them enough time to put makeup on. I wanted them to show up without makeup and see. I feel bad see, for those girls. I though. know. See if the girls that we were interested in. See, I wouldn't go because you wouldn't get a tan. <laughs> well, we would. We would stay eventually. It's Arizona. It gets hot. At okay, like that's seven. fine. Right, but but prime but, but, but no. But that. But that is. But yeah. that's 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 a really messed up thing of us to do. Well, that is messed up. It is. I, I readily admit that. But and he's apologizing to all these girls he did that to. Yeah. Right now. But um, <laughs> but no, you're right. Like I've looked at some of these makeup tutorials. Like oh, like, like speaking of Instagram. Yeah. It's crazy what you can do. And you don't even look like the same person. I mean, that's a whole nother topic. Have you seen the so? There's have you seen the face app? Yes, you did it to me. Remember? Oh, that's right. And I and looked it, just like my brother. Yes. Yes. Like, that was wild. Yeah. Yeah. But and I mean, that's a whole nother that's topic. A, yeah, which we can get into. We but, can get into that. But but, but you're right. Like but, I like I see people yes. out of the gym sometimes, or and like and, and they I'll see have me and to like, do a double take. Yeah, they're like, hey, what's up, Brig? And I'm like. Yeah. I can't place you. And you just like, say hey. Yeah, they're like hey, and they're like oh, With it's, excitement. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's John from the gym. And, and then I'm like, you, when you, it takes you a second I'm to like, connect. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah, you look totally different with normal clothes on, bro. Yeah, even guys. Yeah. So anyway, to answer your question, so we were asking somebody had asked this question: How did you find out about Liz's power camps? Yeah. And most people say. Um, through Instagram, they would just because I'll try to post a lot. I try not to like overwhelm my feed with it, but that's how you got to get in people's feeds, though. Um, yeah, for sure. That or the from a friend. So yeah. a lot of people will sign up with a friend, um, because it makes it a little less scarier, right? If you know one person, um, but for the most part, a lot of people will just come in. In there, at first, you can tell they walk in, and you can tell who it's their first time because you can. They're nervous. Every, I mean, I'm gonna be nervous, like you said. Yeah. You walk in, you don't know anybody, but. I feel like everyone is super nice and we do a lot of um, like small groups or partner things. So it kind of forces you to make friends. Um, but I feel like my my big thing is I don't want to have that stigma. Is if you don't wear a Lululemon, then we you can't come to my class. It's like, like me and girls. We wear pink on Fridays. Right. And if you don't wear pink, I mean, you can't I don't, sit with we us. Don't, and no one cares what you wear. You know what no. I mean? And And everyone is super nice about it. Um, so I feel like we have, I have created, I have tried to work hard to create this stigma that just come whatever you are, whatever you wear. We just, my main thing is I just want you to show up for yourself and to give it a hundred percent and leave dead. I like that. And feeling proud of yourself. You know what I mean? Well, that's, and it's also, it's like some days you're going to have a, your best day is going to be somebody else's worst day. You know what I mean? But like just that you came and you showed up and you were there. That's all that matters. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Because I do feel like there is a certain, depending on, I've been to places where I've been, I've walked into gyms, CrossFit gyms, and it's a whole different animal. Right. And I'm like, I can't hang. And no, there's some, there's a certain level of elitism at that gym or there's not, but all gyms, like there are certain gyms and certain places you go, even in this fitness industry where people, they're not there to help people totally. get better or they are, but they're only there to help a certain kind of people. Right. And if you can't ha- do this, then you're not, there's other places for you. It's like, like I, it's like, it's, it's like average Joe's and Globo gym from like dodgeball. Oh yeah. Totally. Right? Yeah. Like I've been in this industry for about 16 years now and I've taught at a lot of different places, you know, and worked out a lot of different places and that has been one thing is being able to have my own program creating it to where you don't feel like that where anybody can go no matter 
you know, your skill level or what you wear. It's just, it's more of just, hey, we're glad you're here. I try to make it a point to try to connect to everyone or get to know everyone because it's easy too to get lost in the class and just hide. Mm -hmm. And then you're not getting any benefit out of it. So right. I will try to, you know, reach out to everyone and make sure everybody has a friend, has a buddy. Well, there is such a, like, I mean, for like, and I talked about this with somebody else for, for lots, for some people, mm -hmm. they, they want to be left alone. And, and, and right. that's, and you know, and, those people, and that's where mountainside, like gyms, yes. like big box kind of gyms where yeah. people can go put their headphones on and, and you know that don't mess with them. Yeah. I'm yeah. A, they're, they're, they're there to work out their issues. Right. And, but they're most not likely in a class. No. And that's the thing, right? And, yeah. Like, and, and also the gym is like very social. Yeah. Especially with moms, with young kids, they have that one hour and they want to get a workout in, but they also want that social time. 100%. You so know? I can like, that's it. Like Ken's. Yeah. So my wife, Kenzie, she's the best because she, she's awesome. Yeah. She stays home. I mean, she, she elected this. She's elected to stay home and, and take care of Porter, our little boy. And yeah. like, and she's used to being around teenagers and adults all day teaching and like having all kinds of social interaction. And, yeah. It was like a huge change. Yeah. And getting her. that mm -hmm. and getting that stimulation. And, and we've talked and she just goes, Brig, I have to have Tuesday and Thursday night. Oh, for power camp. For power camp. And she, she has her friend, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because she said, I need that. Yes. Not only to work out, but I need that time. Right. Just being there. And, you know, she has like, there's, I, the night class is awesome. And there's a group of girls and they all just, I mean, they're animals. Like, yeah. you know, and they, and they all push each other. But it's so fun to see them all pushing each other and, oh, you're going to have this 20 pound wall ball. Okay. Well, I better do the 20 pound wall ball, right. you know, but yeah, it's just something about being able to go and just mentally as a mom have that breather and that break. And, and it's hard, I think, for dads to realize that a lot of times because they're gone. So you're interacting, you know, and you think a lot of times, I'm, I'm sure you don't think like this, but some dads will think, oh, well, they're at home all day. You know what I mean? How easy, how hard is their job? Right. But you don't realize it's so much more than just taking care of the baby. Like you're cleaning, you're cooking, you're doing the laundry. Well, and the baby needs, your kids need so much attention. Mom, mom, mom. When they can talk or yeah. when they can't. Like, Look, if you're being a good mom. Don't fall off the bed. Well, don't I, eat this. Like, yeah. you know. And if yeah. like it, you could, sure. You could, you could stuff your kid in front of a TV all day and make, let them watch Coco right. Melon. But most moms, they don't want to do that. No. And so it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. So props to you moms out there. Yeah. Like seriously, like I think, and that's. That's and so a, it's important to have a, that workout. That's a whole nother conversation that we could have. But I, yeah. get, I get really frustrated by people who like almost look down on and sneak and like sort like of stay turn, at home moms. Yeah. Like, yeah. like ha, that somehow she's not doing something that's as important or fulfilling as somebody else who chose to go to work. Right. Yeah. Like, no, that's a, that's a big time sacrifice. But what I think is also really cool and, and what I've really appreciated is this idea though, that we've talked a bit about Instagram, but man, there's so many, it would be, if you sit and look at Instagram all day, right. Or it's, it's on your feed, right. It's, it's one influencer after another. And I think mm -hmm. this is, might be a little, and I, I could totally be wrong, but I think this might be a little more true in, in women's feeds yes. than in men's feeds, right. Men, men, a lot of times are looking at like cars and memes and, you know, politics and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Right. But that. I know like if we're looking at like, my feed versus Kenzie's feed, it's a lot of like 
fashion and makeup and like other, home decor, home decor, Amazon finds. Right. Yeah, and so it's this workouts, but recipes. If, if yeah. you're in that world all day, man, how hard would it be to like that comparison, right? And just yeah. constantly like tearing yourself. Not saying that people do it, but just that no. comparison of not measuring up and then being able to go to a place two, three times a week yeah. where all you get is positivity, encouragement, and feeling like these uh, these other women are here to support me, totally. not tear me down. And so that's the kind of community that I wanted to cr- create because I have three kids. I know how it has felt, you know, being able, like, you need to get out. Like, my kids are, what, my twins are first grade and my other one is in fourth, so... You know, they're they're gone during the day a little bit, but it's still hectic, but... Still doing other stuff. Oh, yeah. And then after school, it's crazy, you know, and now I'm working more. But yeah, I wanted to be able to create a space to where they ha- they get both. They mm-hmm. get an amazing workout that is hard and it's not just like, you know, we're just doing a few bicep curls and that's it. Like they are dripping. It looks like they, they don't... You don't know if you went swimming or if you worked out. Right. But at the same time, you're still, they'll take dance breaks or you're still able to like before and after kind of chat and just, and it's also nice. It's like someone, if they're not there on one day, usually I'll usually will send them a text or I've noticed that other people on Instagram, uh, oh. they'll, they'll become Instagram friends. That's- this is the one positive on Instagram. And then they'll reach out. Hey, like we've missed you or checking in and just having that like check in and, but like they've all met from the gym. I have so many people now that are good friends and they have all met from my classes or from you know and so just facilitating those friendships is is huge that's awesome so but also you're talking about instagram yeah and you know the whole self like basically that is a very hard thing to do for women is self-sabotaging like you could look on instagram and compare all day i mean we do it too to be fair and it's hard because i think we'll go down like rabbit holes and i i mean i don't know if that's how it's for guys but then it gets in your head. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And, and especially I feel like with in health and fitness, um, so many people, they, they want to have like a certain ideal weight. I get this all the time. So I also do, um, macro coaching. And so I have a lot of online clients and a lot of them will come to me and they will say, cause when they sign up as one of my clients, I send out a questionnaire. And, and one of the things I ask is, is their goals? What do they want to get out of this? You know, eight, 16, 12, 12 weeks, whatever. And, a lot of them will say, I want to be 118 pounds and I'm 150 pounds or whatever. And I always say automatically, well, you can, you can forget that. Cause the scale is, if you're going to value, like you got to forget about the scale. And I know everybody talks about this all the time, but the scale is so, hard because so be- many people will like put their like worth or if they're working out or if they're doing a good job on the scale and it can just ruin their day. Well, because you it's I mean? for a lot of people, it's the one, one, it's the one thing you can control. It's the you one measure. Right. Right. Without having to pull out like a measuring tape and measure, take your measurements. And, and so I make my clients do every week. Well, you did my macro coaching for a while. I did. Um, take a picture. We do pictures and I do measurements. So they all have to have a tape measure to do all of that. But if you could just realize, if women could just realize you know, get that number out of your head or get this image of, I want to look like, I don't know, some Instagram influencer that has, it's super shredded. Well, she's probably 18 and hasn't had five kids. You know what I mean? Like everybody's in a different phase of life. And I think it gets in your head and then you're just like, well, I'm never going to be any of this. So why even try? Or it's the same thing. It's a mental thing, even with working out, like even with like box jumps, 
it's so mental. And if you tell yourself, oh, I'm, I can't even hardly jump. I'm never going to be able to do this. Like, you're never going to do it. But you have to start, like, pumping yourself up. You have to be your own hype person to really get somewhere in your goals. You know what I mean? And oh. so I think that's super important. I don't really know how we got on this topic. No, that's right. But, this but, topic. Well, but here's the thing. But, like, so to, to your point. Yeah. Whereas a lot of times I think – yeah, you were talking about you feel like women do this a lot with their bodies, or right? With, right, men. Because we're talking about Instagram. And yeah, but we do this. You with, just got to stop we, the comparison. But, yeah, but men do this a lot. Yeah. With what are we providing? Okay, I so see that. So we see people like yes. like taking a vacation, mm-hmm. right? Or they're do like I'm like I look at some guys. I'm like, does that dude ever work? Oh yeah. Like how does that? Or dude... you'll see him all at the gym at like eleven o'clock in the morning, and you're like. You're here for three hours. Yeah. What do you do? I'm like, bro. Like, but I'll be like, how is this guy going to Hawaii and then going to New York and yeah. then going to Florida? When does this dude work? And how is he providing all this for a family of five? Yeah. And and how is he staying super shredded? Right. And then it's I look a lot. At, yeah, yeah. And then I look at that and I go, oh, well, I guess I'm not as... You know, then, and right. then you start comparing like, what, are, what are we, we haven't been on mm-hmm. a vacation to this place yet. Right. And yeah. it's this, but comparison, like what comparison is the thief of joy. That's what I was about to say. Is that what you're about to say? Yeah. 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 Well, what I was going to show you, cause you were talking about, um, belief. Uh-huh. Um, and if there's some other episodes that are going to come out before this one, but we talk, I've talked about this dude before. Andrew. Oh, yes. I and follow him. The Huberman Lab. Yeah. Have you seen Huberman his Lab. one where he talks about um, belief? Um, yes. So I was actually going to pull him up. So you beat me to it. Oh. Uh, I was looking at this the other day and I was like, oh, this would be a good point to talk about on the podcast, Brig. I was pod. trying to have some good material for you, but. So where was it? Just oh, jumped oh out here we go. It's the Science of Belief Effects. It was his. Um, is a post from January 13th on his thing. Yes. But he says the science of belief effects distinct from placebo effects, right? Shows mm-hmm. that what we think can significantly significantly impact weight loss, hormone response to food, cardiovascular health and blood pressure, and whether stress is immune enhancing or depleting. That means the belief that about whatever stress you're going through yeah. can actually either enhance your immune system or deplete you. So he's like, mindset isn't everything, but it absolutely matters. So that's, so I just was looking at a study that John Hopkins just did. Okay. Um, I think it might be, is it this one? Oh, I don't know. I can't Oh, no, see. this one was done with Stanford, Harvard, okay. UCSF, and Yale. Yeah, so this one was, it was an article from John Hopkins, but they used University of Kansas research, and it shows that um, if you... Smile. It was talking about, well, actually, I think I have the article up here. Actually, I saved it. Um, it was talking about like positivity and your mindset and how much that matters and if it's like scientifically proven, if there's something behind it. Simply smile more? A University uh, yes. of Kansas study? Yeah. So the funny thing is, I thought this was funny. It says that if you, I think it's kind of towards the bottom, if you smile more, um, it has been proven that your cardiovascular health will be better and it lowers your risk of like, 
heart attack, right? Yeah, it says. And will lower uh, your blood pressure. Found that smiling, even fake smiling, yes. reduces heart rate and blood pressure during stressful situations. Yes. So try a few minutes of YouTube humor therapy when you're stomping your feet, waiting in line, or fuming over a work or family situation. It's difficult not to smile while watching a favorite funny video. So I thought, like, that's so true, though. Like, think about how many times when you've been, like, so stressed out. Yeah. You just take a breather or you laugh at something. It's right. like it's just. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, your serotonin is like they're good, the good mood. Right. And like the distressor. And one way to have those levels is by working out, obviously, you know, because your cortisol levels go down. Go down. And, but it's kind of the same. And, and another point to that is if you're thinking positive, you, if you just know, like, okay, I'm going to have a good day today. Or, you know, even if you know, like sometimes I'll wake up and, um, I mean, you probably don't feel like this because you're a guy, but I'll feel super bloated and my hair sucks and I'm not tan and just stupid stuff. I might you be know? And I mean, I'm sounding, I, 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 I'm, I'm sounding real shallow, but no, if you're but a girl, you know how this is. And then you're thinking, oh my gosh, I got all this stuff to do. I got to clean my house. I got to go teach four classes. My kids have all of these things. Like it's going to be the worst day. But if you just wake up and yeah. instead of saying all that, just saying like, it's going to be such a good day. I get to work out today. It's going to be 81 degrees outside. Yeah. Like it's almost Friday. If you look for the good and like three positives every day, your day is going to be so much better instead of thinking of the bad. And so this is kind of like what our, that article was saying. You're not sure. going to be stressed. Yeah. Even though you have a million things, if you just look for something good, your stress levels are going to go down. So I, you know? I, I, That's I work to, out so much. I went to bed later than I normally do. <laughs> no, seriously. But seriously like, though, I, workout is my drug. If I didn't work out, I would have to probably be on. I She'd would, be in jail. I would be cra I would be a crazy person. Ask my kids. <laughs> no, I woke up this morning, looked in the mirror, and went, "Yeah, oh no, like I look awful. Like my eyes, I was swollen. Like my face was all swollen and yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be that kind of day. And yeah. I was like, but you know what? And sometimes I just laugh. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I did though. I was like, I got, but it's a great day. I got three people. Like I got all my all my spots are full that I had available today yeah, for, for, that's patient, awesome. for patient care. I'm recording right. a podcast with Liz. Like life is good. Yeah. Um, but, and, and this guy's look, so here's the thing, like real talk, I'm not trying to say that if, look, if you've got legit clinical depression, oh, like yeah. no amount of positive thinking is going to think your way out of your, totally. out of your depression. Get I'm on just some talking meds about and like out. an average but daily sure, But your average, no, I, 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 and I think that's absolutely the right. And I think that's yeah. the message you got across clearly. And I just wanted to make sure okay. like somebody's sitting there, well, I'm, you know, right. I've got, no, clearly no. there's two different scenarios, but like what you were saying with the Huberman lab and how he was saying that a lot of this leads will just naturally lead to weight loss or what all did he say? Uh, Where pull it back up? Yeah, anyway, a whole bunch of stuff. But but basically, also like if you go into like so, let's say people who come into your macro coaching, right? If they think, well, I don't. This probably won't work for me because nothing else has worked for me. It's not going to work. I can guarantee you. And absolutely. that is what I tell a lot of my clients is that, and also consistency. Like I will tell them, the first two weeks, if you've never tracked macros, it will suck, and you will feel like you're on some crazy roller coaster, and you don't even know like where's the stop button to turn to turn off the roller coaster. I mean, I guess you don't turn off roller coasters. I actually, I hope not. I hate, I, <laughs> I actually hate roller coasters. I throw up. You just want to get off the ride. You want to get off the ride. Yeah. yeah get me off the carousel. That's what, yep. There you go. I hate carousels too. They get so dizzy. No, carousels oh, are stupid. Gosh. The teacups anyway. suck too. Oh yeah. I threw up on the Gravitron when I was 12. Yeah. No. That was the worst. I mean, middle school, you want to be cool. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, my point is, is that, um, 
I will tell a lot of my clients that because you have to be, you have to, well, first of all, when you're going in starting with macros or workout with anything, you first have to be realistic, right? Yeah. Like you got to know, like, I am not going to be a macro pro like after day one. Also, it may take a couple of weeks or a month to lose some weight. Like you got to build the habits. You have to be consistent to see a change. And I get a lot of people will get frustrated because they will say, Macros just are not for me, which uh, sometimes they aren't. Sometimes you can have hormone issues. You could have thyroid issues. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, but. that's what you got to you got to get with a doc that can take care of that. Right. And we actually I'm actually in a couple of weeks. We've totally. got some hormone somebody coming and talk about. Right. Hormones. And she's awesome. Kristen. Yeah. Oh, no. Kristen already oh, talked yeah, she about already she talked. talked about DNA. That's what I, it was. I'm yes. talking about um, Scott Braverman from oh, Vios oh, Men's Health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I. So, but most people, I do feel like truly believe macros help because a lot of people aren't just aware of what they're eating. Right. Like I'll get a lot of my clients to track the first couple of days before I even give them macros to see. And they will say, oh my gosh, I did not realize I'm eating hardly zero, any protein yeah. and so much fat. That's, oh, yeah. that's the common, um, think i don't even where were we going with this i don't know but people weigh but they also weigh under like even and under represent go, how many calories they're eating uh, you know, or you know? people will say like they're under eating so much and they'll realize only eating like 1100 calories well you need to be eating way more than that i mean you should be eating at least 1200 baseline yeah for your metabolism to work properly you should be eating more than that but right you know so anyway i think that it's important for people to realize if they're starting macros or a new workout program or anything that you got to be consistent, but you got to be realistic with it. Like mm -hmm. you've got to know it's going to take some time. It's going to take a couple of weeks for your body to build a habit. Like it takes 10 days for your body to build a habit. I'm just laughing because I'm, I'm, I've been guilty of like, I've been eating clean and for six days yes, and working out. We Where are my six pack? There's a reel about that. Oh, I bet. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And it takes like, there's a, so it takes 10 days to build a habit. It takes 20 days for you to kind of start to really notice a difference mm -hmm. and then it'll take 40 days, 30 to 40 days for people to really notice it. Well, and I also see, I've heard people say 10 pounds, 10 yes. pounds, you notice yeah. 20 pounds, other people close to you mm -hmm. will start to notice 30, 40 pounds. The rest of the world's going to notice. And so you just have to set, like I will tell girls that are doing power camp or any, or my online, so I have online workouts too, or just even if they're not doing my stuff or just macros, like you just got to stick with whatever you're doing, stick with it long enough, like months. I'm talking like you need to give it a good three Mi to six months. Yeah. I say, I say, I tell you minimum, you know, if you're gonna try anything with your body, yeah. minimum eight weeks. Yeah. So that's why I have eight week programs, 12 week and 16, because you're not going to notice anything realistically till eight weeks. Right. And, and people just want quick fixes so easily. Yeah. I see it all the time. People come to me and they're yes. like, so I got this shoulder thing totally. or I've got this neck thing or I've got this hip thing. And I'm going, yeah, they're like, can you just do quick, like, you know, maybe some little dry needling, some scraping. Cool. Call and it then good. You'll and be I'm good. like, yeah. and I'm like, no, that's not how this works guys. Like, yeah, no. I mean, I've gone to brag for my shoulders. Yeah. Both of them. Plural. Um, not at the same time, but one would get injured, the other didn't. And yeah, it takes a long time. And it also, I mean, and I'm, and see, this is the thing is that like, I'm really bad about doing the stretches and the exercises sometimes, you know, but it's like when I do incorporate them mm -hmm. and I take the time, then, 
you notice a true difference. And 100%. I think that's, you know, it's a good point to remember well, like for anything. anything. It's like anything. Like I was telling somebody today, somebody actually, uh, just a friend of mine sent me a message this morning and said, Hey man, how you doing? How are things going? Just being, just being a good dude checking yeah. in. And I said, you know, things are good. Obviously there's life challenges and things happen and you know, but I said, everything good is on the other side of hard. Yes. Everything worthwhile, everything good is just on the other side of hard. I was just having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about that and talking about how like setbacks, like we all have setbacks, Yeah. but take the setbacks is more of a growing experience. Learn from that because I feel like setbacks are kind of good because it takes you a minute to be able to like reassess and then say, okay, well this necessarily wasn't working for me. Like we have to have a new plan to go forward, you know, or just kind of reassess yourself. I mean, people get injured. They can't, you know, do certain things or they have to have surgery. Um, you know, like it sucked when I had my colon taken out. Well, see, and that's what I was going to say. Like, cause what I was going to say, like yeah. if, if anybody has ever been again on, on Liz's social media, she's not currently allowing people to bring their laundry over to do them on her abs. Oh my gosh. So, but if you see the <laughs> like, social, what is she going to say? But if she's got her, but so like Liz has got serious abs. Like that's just a thing. No, and no, 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 here, no, no, not in a weird sort of way. Right. Like <laughs> I'm just saying like Liz is fit and Liz has worked very hard. And I, I have we, worked hard. And we were talking about your Instagram and I really appreciated the other day yeah. that you posted that reel after your twins. Right. Oh, the one, yes. About, right? So, And I posted a picture of me pregnant with him. Yes. And so, then the the stages of, of how I got how, to right. how I and, am And now. how it took, it took years. Lot, years. And here's the thing, you don't, you're not even the same person that I knew when oh, we were no, in college. I'm, oh, no, I'm totally you, different. You're actually probably way more healthy and, and fit oh, than. Oh, exactly. And well, and that was because back then. Yeah. Um, I thought back then eating, and I actually did a reel about this too, but I thought eating 1,200 calories a day and doing cardio six days a week and just lifting, you know, two or three days a week was the way to go. Because back then- I don't want to get bulky. It was, You didn't want to get bulky. It was all about calories in, calories out. I actually, in fact, was a trainer, a personal trainer for a while. And back then, that's what they- would teach you is that to burn fat, you got to do 150 minutes of cardio a day and you got to have 1200 calories. I actually didn't stick to being a, a trainer that long because I loved being an instructor more, yeah. but, and, and that was so long ago, long time ago. You know what I mean? Now there's so much other information and science, but I was guilty of that. Sure. And even after I had my twins was when I really, um, I did the eat clean situation for a while and it was not working. Like, because this is the thing is that, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but you can eat clean. Say your thing. But you could be eating clean and be eating 3000 calories. Been there, done that. And eating not enough protein. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I like macros is because it is specific for your body and you have, I'm a, I'm a list person. And I feel like macros are kind of like a list. Mm -hmm. You have a set calorie amount a day and you have a set amount of grams, protein, grams of carbs, protein, and fat that you have to hit. Yeah. And I like hitting goals. And so I, and it's kind of like Tetris, you know what I mean? But it will ensure that like, you're going to get that right amount of food. And I also, when I started tracking macros, it mentally shifted me of, oh, I could have an ice cream cone. What? I can, and I'm not going to get fat. Like, if it fits in your macros. Because it fits, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm not going to go eat, you Pizza, know, 1,600 candy. calories of Krispy Kreme and 
handles, which sure, sure would like to. That would be good, maybe. Um, but obviously, your body is going to look different. But 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 if you want to have that those treats or whatever, you just plug it in. But then you make sure you get in your protein and your fiber and your veggies just the remainder of the day. It's like right. you know, or if you have a crap shitty day. I'm sorry, mom. I said that. Um, of eating, like it's not the end of the world. You just get back on track, you know? And I think that's also something when you're talking about setbacks or whatever, is a lot of people will go on vacation and they just, everything goes out the window or over the holidays or summer, and then they just quit. And all of their progress, they think, well, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. But really, if you just get back on your macros, work out, drink your 100 ounces of water, it takes three days and you will feel so much better. Yeah, one week of a vacation is not going to wreck six months of No, but people will think that. 100%. And so, yeah, so I started talking about after I had the twins, that's when I really feel like my body really changed. And I also really feel like I gained, I I had gained and I had more time because I was nursing both of them. So I was doing more research. Mm -hmm. Like what, like my body, obviously, like I want to get leaner. I want to build more muscle, but I want to be leaner. And this eating is not working out. I'm starving. You know what I mean? And so I started doing macros at first, obviously, yes, to lose some of the weight. Um, but I did it more. Once I started doing it, I thought I really like this because my workouts were better. I feel like I could focus better. I didn't have as headaches as bad. Like I just, I felt better because you were getting in everything that you needed, but it took a year. Like it took me about three years of really consistency to be able to like build the muscle, to lean out, track the macros like it's a progression it's 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 a marathon it's not yeah. a sprint yeah and i think people don't realize that well and that's the thing like let's let's not just casually drop in that i'm missing part of my colon and then oh. move on to something else let's backtrack <laughs> yeah. a little bit it was like wait a minute like kevin hart right wait like, a minute wait, wait a, a minute. minute you're not just gonna skip yeah. over that so like, i that actually don't happen. have a lot of organs fun fact um yeah i don't have my appendix gallbladder Large intestine. Well, there went a lot of the weight. Left ovary, left <laughs> tube. Yeah. So there's one way. Holy crap! Whoa, wait, wait, yeah. Go back through that. So okay. So when I was you missed a colon. I yeah. So my first surgery, um, it was like right after I went to BYU Hawaii. We had eaten barbecue at my parents' house because okay. in the south we eat a lot of barbecue. I literally thought I was having a heart attack. I will never forget. I went up on my bed and I was like, I couldn't breathe. Like I thought I was dying. It was gallstones. And like, that's not a big deal. Like, it's genetic. My mom had her gallbladder out. My sister. So I was, let's see, how old? I was 20. I think I was, no, 19. I was like 19, I think. Um, And I had my gallbladder taken out. But I had always had really bad digestive issues, like, since I was 12. Hmm. So, and I kept going to the doctor from 12 and up um, to every gastro doctor. And they would say, well, maybe it's this. And I would try a new medicine. And then I would, I would do, I've done so many colonoscopies, um, so many like barium enemas, the GI, like the scope, the endoscopies. Um, and they just never could figure out what was wrong with me. So, and I was always super sick. And so long story short, fast forward to a couple of years after I had my gallbladder taken out, um, I had been married for one year and on my one year anniversary about, I had my colon taken out. Happy anniversary. Right? <laughs> so I, they figured out that I had Hirschsprung's disease. Basically, my in, in a nutshell, my colon had no muscle, did not have muscle. Oh. And so it didn't work. 
So yeah, so so like to get graphic here, like no. I I would be like super constipated. Like yeah. I couldn't go to the bathroom for months. Like I would drink two things of the colonoscopy stuff and it wouldn't touch me. Like oh my gosh. it was miserable. So I felt like I lost like 30 pounds. So for you guys, peristalsis is what she's talking about. A and slow colon. Yeah, but, perist but it, peristalsis yes. is, is what happens when you're, so you actually have muscles in your intestines and colon yes. that that's push. In and Basically, out. Basically, if you've ever watched a snake eat food. Oh, that's a good example that's, of it. That's, a, that's exactly what happens yeah. in, in your intestines and yes. your colon with food. Yeah. And, so, and her, she had no muscle. So basically just stacking. Yeah. I couldn't food. digest food. I couldn't, I couldn't go to the bathroom. Like oh it was, my gosh. yeah. So I had my colon taken out when I was 22. Um, it's interesting. My brother has had his colon taken out. He had ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease. So how'd you avoid an ostomy? So, um, my bowel worked. Okay. And so they can connect your bowel to your small intestine. Oh. And that, now that acts as my large intestine too. Okay. So people give me a hard time because they'll say, oh, Liz doesn't eat, you know, fried foods or whatever because she works out. It's really like if I eat a lot of crap, like I, I just get sick. Like I just, I just know I just don't eat it. But my brother, he has a bag. Um, oh. But he has it reversed. He has the pouch, but he has it reversed. So it's inside. So you would never know. Is that, that the he brother has that I've seen? Mm -hmm. Seriously? Yeah. He's beautiful, by the way, everybody. We look like twins. No. <laughs> My brother is. He's super awesome. He's well. That sounded weird. I'm. I'm. I'm saying my brother's cool. No, he's That's awesome. What I was and what I was saying when I said like he's a, he's yeah. a he's a really handsome dude. Yeah. But not only is he a handsome dude, dude is cut up, and, shredded. Yeah, and he hasn't always been like that. Really? No, he got into working out like several years ago, um, and eating cleaner and eating better and. Yeah. So yeah, but his he had his colon taken out about the same age as I did. Okay. Um, and I just got lucky that I didn't have to have an ostomy bag. But yeah, my brother and he's done awesome with it, and you yeah. would never know. But I mean, and that was hard. He was in college. Yeah. You know, like oh. I mean, that's the worst. Could you imagine being in college trying to date somebody? Yeah, like I was married when I had mine taken out. Yeah, like, you're stuck with me. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was a big surgery. That surgery sucked. And, you know, I, I had like a big pick line. So, and I was in the hospital for a while, like a while, and. Yeah. Couldn't work out for a long time. Um, so that happened when I was 22. And then six months later, I started getting like, I don't know if you want to know all of this. Stuff, absolutely. But I'll just tell Absol you. Absolutely. I, um, a, a, so I knew about I knew about the colon thing. Uh -huh. I didn't know about the gallbladder. But I didn't really even know how. how I just knew oh, that yeah, you had a Oh, yeah. And they went ahead and took out my appendix too when I had my colon taken out. Oh. Um, just because they assumed I would probably have to get it taken out, save me a surgery. There you go. Got a two for. Two for one. Um. So yeah, six months, about six months, no, not even July, August, September, October, four months, four months after I had my colon taken out, I started getting these really bad stabbing knife pains and like in my ovaries and I, it was, it was really bad. And at this point, like I was teaching a lot of classes, like, and I feel like I wouldn't get subs or stop for anything. Like I, I feel like I have a pretty big pain tolerance. Sure. So I finally went to the doctor, um, and it takes a lot for me to go to the doctor. So I finally went and the doctor was just like, oh, you're just, you're fine. You're probably ovulating. This is great guy conversation this is, here. This is just lady stuff. <laughs> Deal with it. So long story short, I went like three different times because I was like, you don't understand. Like there's days where I can't even lift my leg. Like oh. it, you know, and, and so, and she just kept blowing me off. Like which, low, like low which a, a plug is that like if you have a doctor like that, like you need to be your advocate and go to a different doctor. Go to somewhere where that is going to help you. 
Because don't think you're crazy if you have all these weird ailments. I mean, some people are hypochondriacs, but for the most part, if you're having something and you know it hurts, like go until you will like be annoying about it until you get help. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. Because here's the thing. I, and that's what happened with my colon. They taught me like when I was, I had some really great instructors at SC uh-huh. and one of the biggest takeaways that they told me was your patient will tell you exactly right. what their problem is and they will tell you and you will, they will, t- they'll actually give you the diagnosis basically based on what they're telling Especially you. Especially now with well, Google. Well, right. But yes. like, not even like, so I'm not even talking about like, Hey bro, I've got a torn rotator cuff. I'm talking about, they will sit there and tell you everything that is going on. If you will just shut up and listen to oh, them. Oh yeah. And if you will listen to them, that information will tell you everything you need. And you would be able to not even do any objective testing, but basically they're giving, they're giving you 95% of the information. And so you know best what's going on with your body. And if you don't feel like you're being listened to go find someplace else. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to learn the hard way. Um, I was young back then and I just was like, okay, maybe she's right. And so I remember, um, Also low key, I'm super stoked that I'm like, I was having this conversation with somebody today. I'm like, I I will handle all the disgustingness that comes along with being a man just so I don't have to deal with like the cramps and the awfulness that comes along with all of that stuff. It's the worst. So anyway, um, little plug though for that really fast is, um, have you ever heard of mix hers? I have. And I'm going to put this out there. Hopefully, if you're listening in my swag bag, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to have you. I've actually. Oh, Jess Toulson. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome. I'll message her. I I want to have her on because she would be awesome. Because this stuff is really important. She has been amazing. And so there's all different kinds of their little sticks that you put in your pack and your water and guy, they have um, her hydration. Right. um, Which is a taste so much better than liquid IV crap. Yeah. Um. And they have one like I, just saw, I saw. I saw it was in the other sweat, the swag they, bag. Yeah. The her love. Oh, they have that one. Yeah. Oh, is that the one she got? I don't know. Just, I, I, just one, him, I just saw. I just saw it in my truck. I was like, oh, what's this? Um. And then her power or her truck, which mind. is energy for energy. Okay. Um. That one is really good too. They have a her greens. Mm. Um, which is all your greens. They have a her smoothie, a her multivitamin. And they're all like specif- spe- specifically formulated for women, right? Well, yeah, but like the hydration, the multivitamin, the greens, like the guys can take them, like the kids. Oh, cool. I give them the one that I cannot. It's like an my orange. estrogen's not going to go sky high. No, that you don't want to take. So the one that I was going to talk about with the hormones yeah. is her time. Okay. Don't give that to your kids. Don't give that to, to your her husband. husbands. Um, but her time, I'm going to tell you this is that so they came. Um, they did an event here. When was that? It was a couple of months ago. Was it at your thing or was it? No, at- we did a high fitness and oh, a, a mix oh, hers event. Right. I remember um, it was that. a fundraiser yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for this sweet girl um, named Brandy and she has cancer. And did you guys get enough money? Yeah, they raised a ton of money. I can't remember how much. I want to say 30000 but don't quote me. That's all right. Anyway, it was awesome turnout. It was such a great event. Um, and so mix hers came and um, that was the first time I tried it. And I had been wanting to try it before. I just. You know, there's so many, there's so many things on Instagram, so many supplements. Oh, yeah. Um, so I tried it. And so, okay, back up. Well, we'll get back Let's there. back up. We'll, so yeah. I have PCOS, which polycystic, a lot of people poly- have. Polycystic ovarian yes. syndrome, for those of you that don't know. And it's a lot of people, well, you tell it. Well, 
so PCOS, a lot of people have it nowadays. Um, but I have it, and I have a really bad case of it. I have one. I only have one ovary, and so I get like giant size cyst. Um, so PCOS basically, you're creating multiple, a lot of cyst. You create lots of cysts. Also, sometimes people will say you hold on to weight. Um, you grow more hair. It can mimic also like diabetes type. Yeah, like right? I never knew I had it until I did IVF, mm. and I I had like 300 embryos, but only like. I had two that saved like crazy oh, yeah. and they told me I had that. And I was like, no, I don't have that. Like you have a wrong patient. I don't have, cause I didn't have any of the symptoms right. anyway. So starting with mixed hers, we'll get into all the other stuff is that I have really, sorry, Brig, really crappy periods. They're, right. they're awful. Right. Yeah. So mix hers. Makes, I, I get the flu sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Mix hers makes, don't even go there. <laughs> the look you just gave me was like, I am going to straight murder you. That's had, what I, all the women were thinking. So I had to I, do I it. I heard somebody. I did it, it for it, the ladies. It was really, he was joking yeah. around, but he's like, sometimes I really wish, he goes, I really think that every woman should have to experience childbirth at some point. Yeah. So that she knows what her husband's experiencing when he has the flu. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I, so anyway, mix hers makes, uh, you're, we're good. Okay. Yeah. We only, we, I just need to leave in like 30 minutes. Okay. He was asking because I have to pick up my kids at school, you know. Oh. Anyway. I thought, I thought, oh, what time do you have to Oh, pick them up? the school party got moved to oh, Monday. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So anyway. you got to be out of here by like 2. 15. All right. Everybody knows my schedule now. Yeah. They don't know where your kids are at. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so long story short, mix hers. They make um, her time, which is formulated especially for hormones and to help lessen the symptoms of your periods. And they also make one. And does it? Well, hold on. They right. also make one. Um, it's called Her Time Complete Care, I believe. And it's for people with PCOS hmm. and with severe periods. So I started taking Her Time. Yeah. And you have to take it every day. This is a consistency thing we have kind of been talking about. I feel like a theme we've been talking about is consistency. And so I, I, you, I took it every day. And I noticed after two months, my periods were so much better. Really? Um, and my, the cramps have been so much better, like not as much bloating. And also my hormones have been way better. Like I feel like they are like leveled out. Really? So Mix Hers has awesome products. That's awesome. Um, I don't know why I brought this up. We were talking about the fact that you were, you went and saw the doctor. Oh yeah. And I have a discount code on my Instagram if you want to try oh, awesome. it. You can go to my Instagram. Yeah. So we'll put, we're going to put yeah. links to a lot yeah. of the stuff that we're and they're talking awesome. about. But they're an awesome company too. I will say one more thing. It just, she is like the nicest person. Like she's, she does like, she does amazing reels. Like she is the real queen, real, real, queen. the real queen. Yeah. Um, but like in person, she is so nice in person, just as, like she is on Instagram and she started like her company is fairly new. Like I think it just started um, last like a year and a half ago, it just barely popped yeah. on my radar this year. And so. I mean, they are killing it. So she is a she works so hard. She has twins too. Um, she's awesome. So yeah, you definitely should get her on your podcast. She has a really cool story. So. Very cool. But yeah, anyway, so you went and saw your doctor. Yeah, so they I went to see my doctor. They weren't like listening to you and. Yeah, I can't remember why I brought up. Well, we were talking about all the stuff that mixers. you had out. Oh yeah, I had but everything up, out. Yeah, we just I don't know why we talked about mixers. <laughs> I don't know. This is the problem we That's talked okay, about. Anyway, no, we were talking. So about long story. Long story short, um, I had... Oh, because we were talking about PCOS, and then we were talking about... Oh, PCOS. Yeah. You get really bad periods with PCOS. Yeah. So I, if you have bad periods, you should definitely try Mix Hers. That's, where we, that's how we got we're there. We're tying it all together. Yeah. Okay. So back to my story. Yeah. 
Um, your listeners are going to be like, this uh, is, I can't listen to this. This is too, too, <laughs> this too is complicated. You might want to edit this. Um, so anyway, I had my colon taken out in July, October. I started noticing like super bad knife pains, yada, yada, yada. Now it kind of makes sense because I did have PCOS. I didn't realize that I would get really bad cysts and they would burst. Oh. Um, and if you're a girl and you've ever had big cysts that burst, they hurt like hell. Like they are, they hurt really bad. That sounds awful. I get a lot of them that burst now and I just kind of used to it. You move on. I'll go work out after they feel better. But like I'm, but a lot of times you won't know, like I'll be like dying with a heating pad on and I'm like, I got to go teach a class in an hour. And then you go and I teach and then I come back home and I'm dying again. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But, um, so then they, they, because you had so many on that one, did that, is that why they removed it? Well, so I, February, this is what I was saying is that, so I had signed up for my very first half marathon, um, the Salt Lake half. And I think that's in like February, like the end of February, beginning of March, something. Um, and I remember that morning I woke up and it just like, like from October to February, like these knife pains weren't going away, but they just said I was ovulating or maybe had some cyst or whatever. So wake up and I got to run this half marathon. We had stayed in a hotel. We were going to run. It was my very first race. I was already like nervous because I was like, what if I don't finish? Now I realized like you could, they could, somebody could ride a bike. You, you'd be fine. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, I got to do this. And I'm like one of those people, I'm a very competitive person. And so I, I know I would have never guessed I had a time that I wanted to do. And I, at that point I finally was like, I started running and I, I, about six miles in this like awful pain came on. And I mean, it hurt to move my legs. And I just remember I was like, okay, I only have, I'm halfway done. I only have, I guess I had six miles left cause I was on mile seven. And I just remember I had tears in my eyes and just like, barely walk I was like walking this makes me so sad but I was like I gotta finish and I was getting pissed because I was seeing my time and I was like well I'm not gonna finish I'm not this is awful anyway I remember I get to the finish line I like literally lay on the ground I go home I'm like start throwing up like crazy and I go to urgent care and they're like nothing's wrong with you you have a UTI oh come on and I was like that is not what this is but like my husband like I I couldn't even, like, I was in a ball for, like, two days straight throwing up, like, so much. I couldn't even go to the bathroom. Like, he would have to carry me, put me on the toilet to, like, go potty or go to the bathroom, put me back in my bed. He, I couldn't put pants on. Like, I, so finally, this is why I'm saying you got to be your advocate. Finally, I went back to that same urgent care because I was like, they saw me yesterday. So they, you know, and it was on the weekend. So I didn't, I couldn't call a doctor. And um, I said, I'm not leaving until you order me some, a test. CAT scan, ultrasound, whatever you need to do. I said, like, I have had a lot of things taken out. Like, this is not, this is not ovulating. This is not a UTI. Like, this is something. So they, I went to the hospital and they did um, a CAT scan and ultrasound. And I remember, like, I was out of the parking lot and they called and they were like, you need to come back in. Like, you got to have emergency surgery. Your, your, your ovary is gone. Like, it's ruptured. You're going to die if you don't get taken out today or something. So my point is, is that, like I'd been pissed. I, I was so annoying. Well, they don't exact and 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 nobody knows exactly what happened to my ovary. There's certain stuff like, like I I've had so many surgeries at that point. It could be a lot of fluid from other surgeries that leaked to cause an infection. Yeah, don't care. Um, I still would have been. I don't know. Pissed. So I lost my ovary and my tube, and 
luckily I had a yoga, when I taught yoga, I had this awesome OB, OB doctor or, or gynecologist. She was OBGYN. She just did gynecology. She came, I remember she was a super fit, redheaded, like older lady. She was, she was awesome. Like I want to be her when I Spit grow up. Fire. And she doesn't take crap from anybody. Anyway, she was, I, she wasn't my doctor at the time. I wish I would have known that, but she was one of my regulars and she said, come see me. I want to do the blue dye test where they put dye in your cervix mm. and it can determine if you can have kids or not. And at this point I was 22. So I had had my colon taken out, my ovary and my tube taken out all within an eight month period. Like holy crap, a lot Liz. of surgeries. So, I mean, and now they were both like my, my colon was like eight weeks of not doing anything. And my other one was six weeks. So like the setbacks, what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of setbacks and it sucks, but I just took that downtime knowing this is what it is. I don't I don't have any control over that. And when I can start again, like you'll just be stronger than ever, you know, and take the time to work on a new skill or do research or, you know, do things that you can do, but just have a good attitude about it. You get so yeah, you didn't but you didn't have kids at this point, right? So I didn't have kids. So so the doctor was like, I know you don't want to have kids, but I know you do want to have I kids. I do want, I know, yeah. I, I know you don't want to have kids right now. Oh, okay. But I know you want to have kids. And she's like, I'm pretty confident with just one ovary, you're not going to be able to get pregnant on your own. So she said, let's do the, and I can't remember, I think it's an HSG test. Um, anyway, you put blue dye in your cervix. And if the dye stays in, if, I hope I'm saying this right, then you can't have, you have to do IVF basically. Oh. So I did that and I found out that's when I had to do IVF. And okay. so then I didn't have kids until I was 27. Yeah. HSG. HSG yep. For, yep. For, for, yep. That's what it is. Yeah. And so I know a lot of girls. Oh, so what they do is I think they, they, is that where they you go see in. if you have a blocked tube? Yes. So they flush you it can up. You do that. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Yeah. But I didn't have a tube. So they, they did it. Yeah. We had to do that for, um, when we were getting tested to see yeah. if we IVF yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I've done IVF and IVF sucks. And that's another time where, oh my gosh. you know, you're doing, I was, I had a cooler. I, I did all my shots in between teaching all my classes uh, with my first one, you know, and then when I had, um, my oldest one, I would do them. And I remember we would go like to the zoo or go or whatever. And I would like do a shot in the car. And, and if you've done IVF, you're, I know you're sitting, shaking your head saying, well, yeah, I'm, yep, just, I'm yep. sitting here thinking about everything that Kenzie went through and yeah. just, you know and you what have I mean? a like, calendar. Yeah. You got it. You have to do that shot. Same time. Like you, it's, you it's know, it's a ton of work. You go get your blood drawn all the time, you know, and then, and then you have to like, they take them out, take out your embryos and then you're waiting and you can't really work out. Like, yeah. Yeah. And your hormones go crazy. And so that's another thing. And I will say the one constant through IVF was I just, I mean, you pretty much can work out, maybe not to the level that you can, but you can work out. There's periods where you can't, but you can still move as best as you can. And that is what seriously, I felt like I felt better because I was moving and just my mental sanity was was that. But I mean, and that sucks. And then I we did, we've done IVF. We did it twice. Yeah. Because we didn't have any um, leftover. Any more left? Yeah. So we did it again. But yeah, I mean, just taking any setback. I mean, it can be it could be very small as like breaking your thumb and you can't do wall balls. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some big major surgeries like I went through. But I, mean, I broke my I broke my 
Yeah, I think my brother actually broke his thumb while he was here. There's it looked nasty. Tiny little bone at the base of your thumb. I yeah, think I think I've told this story before. Oh, I broke my wrist snowboarding. So they said it was my wrist, with your... but a tiny little thing. Yeah, with <laughs> with a tiny little thing right here. <laughs> yeah, but it took me. I was in a cast for two weeks. Yeah, it took me six months before I could do a full weight bearing. Oh, I bet that's how when I broke my wrist, I had a cast. Hurt. It hurt so bad. And so I taught yoga yeah. with the cast, and I just did down dogs on my elbows. You know, so you just find the setbacks and you find what you can and you just make lemons out of lemonade. Well, and that's, I think, I think that's an important thing. And yeah, I'm glad you shared all that because I think it's an important thing because it would be really easy as a macro client. Yeah. Right. Who maybe has a little, a little more to love and a little more to Mm -hmm. lose and look at you and go, well, this skinny yeah. You know, she can't, she's not going to, she doesn't get this. Yeah. Right. Or I've got this thing going on. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, well, actually. No, I've been, I've, got I've been this through going, most of it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like the digestive stuff. I feel like now today, so many people have so many digestive issues, you know. That's um, a whole nother conversation about whole, food and pesticides. Yes. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like that's why so many people have to do IVF now. Like when we did IVF, it wasn't that common. No. But now it's like. A normal, well, a normal thing, and I we, think a lot of that has to do with yeah, the food, and, plastics, exactly. Actually, it's plastics. It's BPAs yeah. and plastics. Yes, and that's packaging. what I was going to say. Yeah. So I mean, and that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I think just it's hard because, like you were saying, um, like the setbacks, just take them and make you stronger. What's the quote you you said about the thief? Oh, well, we're oh that was my comparison. Yeah, no, but I mean, yeah. if you want to talk about obstacles, I could, you know, yeah. I think I talked about it with somebody <laughs> else, but Stoic, Stoic philosophy, the obstacle is the way. Yeah, so I mean, like, just take whatever this is, and we're all going to, because that's the thing, is I feel like, too, sometimes things are going really good, but in my head, I'm always like, oh, something's going to happen, something bad's going to happen, because it does, right? Nothing's ever perfect. Well, right, but why live your life? But don't a, live like that. It's just in your head. Yeah, why wait for the you other shoe to, like, to drop? Talk it out and be like, shut up. Yeah. Like life is great. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah, Enjoy t- the yeah. moment, you know? But yeah, I mean, and I think it's also easy, like you were saying, like a lot of people will look at you or me or whoever and they'll say like, oh, well, they're, they're in shape or they work out. Like they probably have had no, they have never struggled. Yeah. They've know? always been that way. And I think that's easy on Instagram, how you were talking to, to just pull up somebody's profile and look at how perfect they look because you only see a hint of their life a square and they're they're most likely taking a video of their clean wall the behind them is probably just as big of a mess you know what i mean or the filter that they have or and i think that that's so easy to get into that trap of comparing yourself with other people or thinking also thinking like well people don't know my situation they've never been through that where it's like you just you can't judge anybody because you have no idea what they have been through. You right. Know? Well, and so, you know, and that's I think, a slippery slope judgment. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, and then I forgot who said the quote, right. But, you know, treat everybody as if they're in like serious trouble. Oh, uh huh. And like 50, like 90%, I don't know, some high percentage of the yeah. time you're going to be right. Yeah. Like that somebody's dealing with some oh, major yes, horrible crisis about. in their life. Yeah. Just treat everybody as if they're dealing with something monumental mm-hmm. more times than not, you're going to be right. Yeah, totally. Right. And, yeah. and, and, Agreed. I have not been in every single person's situation. Neither have you. No. But we've both been through some things that while it may not be the exact situation that a client or, you know, has been through, Mm -hmm. I can relate to on some level. Yeah. So that's like, I have a lot of clients, a lot of my online coaching clients, they have PCOS 
because I will talk about it on Instagram. Um, or a lot of people will reach out to me that have, that are about to do IVF or something because it's just – it's nice to have a coach or a trainer that has similar issues as you because you understand – you understand their bodies. You understand them. And I think that's too important. Like if you are wanting a macro coach or wanting, you know, to go to a new class or whatever, find someone – that maybe may have similar background or have knowledge. And so I, I used to do a lot of pre and postnatal fitness. Mm. Um, and so a lot of my clients were pre and post, that's all that they were, you know, right. but that was helpful because I had that, that, that training and that certification to help them. So you want to make sure whoever you go to is legit and has the background and the knowledge, because if not, it's real easy to just Google and put somebody on a program from Google. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do that. You know what I mean? But like, make sure, do your research. Well, and that's the other thing. I, it's a theme that I've talked with a lot of people about. Yeah. And they're like, even if it's not me, that's your coach. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be me. Find somebody, like try them out, go someplace, try it out for four weeks or yeah. six weeks, see how it feels. Right. Yeah. And if it's because not, I might not be a good fit for some person and that is okay. Like, and that's the thing is that like, if I'm not a good fit for you, like I'll, I'll try to help you find the better fit for you. Same. You know what I mean? Because it's, we're not all, we're not going to all be the good fits. No, I've actually told people before. I'm and I have told people too. I'm like, I'm not I've the right, that. I'm not the right therapy place for you. Right. You should probably... I've been, I'm not the right coach or the workouts. Like you're wanting something a little different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like your goals of what you're wanting, like you're not going to get with my program. So try this instead. Well, because at the end of the day, right, you're both frustrated. Right. And that just makes your job more frustrating because at the end of the day, your job, like my job is you want your clients to feel happy. You want them to feel successful. You want them to feel like this is worth their while. Well, and also you, and you want, want them to get better. And I want my clients to get stronger and to, you know, well, reach also, their goals. It's, yeah, and it also reflects on, on, and it reflects on, on us, you, right? Totally. Like, if, if you're successful, I'm successful. Exactly. And so yeah. why am I going to put no. myself through something where neither one of us are going to come out of it successful? Right. And I think that's awesome because I feel like a lot of people, um, especially in the, fitness industry is probably like in your industry too, is that they won't, they won't do that. They'll say, Oh, well I have this, this client, like I have them. So I'll just try my best, but I don't want them to go anywhere else. Cause I don't want, I don't want to lose them. I don't want to lose their yeah. business. You know what I mean? And that's just, well, it's a whole scarcity mentality. It, yeah, totally. And it's, it's not, I mean, there's room for everybody. I know that's well, such a, no, there is, there's so literally, many, it, there, there is, really is. There is so, there are so many people out there that I could do, I'm only going to work with right-legged, below-the-knee amputees <laughs> who come from Saskatchewan, Canada. Oh, yeah. Did I right? Oh, no, you're fine. Okay. And I guarantee it. Yeah. There'd be plenty for me to work with. And there'd be plenty. Exactly. And, and if you put two or three of us who only work with those people, there'd be plenty for all three of us to work with. Oh, yeah. Totally. And, and honestly, too, once you grow that community of of, you know, like-minded people and other people that are, you know, more PTs or more instructors, like you're going to, you're going to, it benefits you because you're going to grow and you're going to have more people. And you're also going to have that community. Like you're going to need, you need a supportive community of other people in your industry. You know what I mean? Because you can't do it all. Well, it's, it's one of my, um, kind of somebody that I really look up to is a guy named, uh, Kelly Starrett. Uh-huh. And if you've been in CrossFit oh, or whatever, yeah. right, he's the supple leopard himself. But one of his core values, yeah. like one of his core values, number one rules is don't be a dick. Totally. Like that's his, that, like that's his, one of his first core things. Yeah. And it goes to this idea of like, 
don't try to take advantage of people and that's what you've done. You've built a community of people that are supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: you put positive. Like it sounds so hippy dippy, like like cliche. But, but you put you put positivity out there in the world. Yes. You're gonna be successful because you're putting positivity out. And even if people don't work with you, they're gonna see you and go, you know what? I'm not. I don't want to work with this person, but you should go work with this person. Exactly. It's just like what you output. Your output. That's what people are going to intake. Yeah. And that's what, and you want them to intake the positive and the goodness, which you, don't, go, you know, and not the negativity. Well, which goes back to like, I think one of the things like, again, about your Instagram that's yeah. so, is it's so positive. Oh, it's thanks, so Greg. fun. Like, that's what I mean. But I mean, like, I try. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of like people that'll put stuff out in the fitness world. They're like, well, this is the stuff that keto and people don't want you to know about. And I'm going to crap all over this thing and I'm going to crap all over this thing so that you can see how awesome my stuff is. But how freaking high school, junior high is that? That like somehow how by tearing down this other stuff is going to make me look better. Yeah. I just feel like you have to focus on you, like focus on what do you want out of your business? What are your goals? Stay in your lane. And then, don't look at what all the other people are doing. That's great. They're successful too. Like, that's great. But don't compare and try to tear them down because at the end of the day, it's going to actually hurt you. Well, it's going to And also- it's going to in your mind, it's going to mess with your mind and then you're going to you're going to become this person you don't want to be. Well, from a consistency point of yeah. view, like how many people do you know that have like jumped from this workout? Like they did this workout for like two weeks and they're like, ah, oh, it doesn't work. And then they yeah. jump to this workout and then they jump to this diet yes. and this diet and this diet and this diet. And then they're like, well, fitness doesn't work. I hate the whole totally. thing. Totally. So, so, so many people. And I, in fact, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were like, well, you know, macros just doesn't work for me. I think I'm going to do keto. And which I, I honest, I don't, I hate keto. Sure. I mean, I, I just, I feel like if you're cutting completely out, if you're cutting ple- completely nutrients out of your body, you're yeah. going to eventually have to eat them. Obviously don't go ham on the carbs, but yeah. also like, anyway, that's but, a whole nother. That's a whole nother, but, but, but here's the thing, but, but that's not you crapping on keto. No, that's saying, Hey, you know what? I have a fundamental disagreement. I just don't, I, I don't agree with it based on my own personal. Cause I had, I've tried it before. Yeah. I tried well, it wasn't keto, but it was basic. I mean, it was like Atkins right. years ago. But you're not spending, but you're not spending all your time trying to, or no. half of your post trying to tear keto down. No, but, um, I feel like this person that was telling you it's, they weren't consistent. They didn't give it a true chance. You know what I mean? They tried it for two weeks, Yep. but you got to be more consistent with it. Yeah. No, hundred percent. You have to be totally that's, and that's the thing, right? Yeah. Consistency is king. Is key. Consistency key, is key. King, queen, whatever. It could be king. No, I'm a queen. Consistency yeah. is the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But no, I agree with you. Consistency and it is, look, it's tough. And, and as you like. And once too, sorry to cut you off. No. I just thought about this. Once you're more consistent, I feel like you start to crave those things. Mm-hmm. So like with working out, for example, once you just get in the habit of doing it, like it's going to become your routine. And I'm all about preaching and teaching and coaching like fitness and and health and nutrition it's not a quick fix it's not an easy fix it's a lifestyle change yep and you got to you got to be consistent and you literally have to build it into your lifestyle because when it becomes a lifestyle change you're going to do it normal. I, I go to the gym 8 a.m. This is what I do Monday through Saturday, you know what I mean? And if somebody wants to meet me at 8 a.m., sorry, I'm at the gym at right. 8 a.m. And 
and you're going to, you'll, you will build a community. You'll have friends that way. You know what I mean? And it'll just become a habit and there'll be good habits and it'll be, it's just going to be something that is, you'll naturally consistently do. Same thing with macros. Like people ask me, well, do you track your macros every day? No, I don't track them every day. But at this point, like I have a good general idea about like how much protein I need mm-hmm. and certain things. And, and then how if, much protein is in this versus that. Yeah, and- exactly. You kind of, you get an idea like macros. It's, it's a great way to bring awareness to you of what you're eating and kind of come to Jesus and say, okay, I got to cut all the fat. I need to eat more or I need to eat less or whatever it is and build those habits in that consistency. And then once you're doing it for several months, then you can not have to track them. But I mean, yeah, there are times where I do consistently track them again, just because I'll start getting, you know, super hungry or sluggish and I'll say, it's time to change our macros. I need to change it up a little bit. You know what I mean? And then you can go back, but it's not like you're a slave to these things. And I think a long time ago, I was more of it. Do I, if I eat this, am I going to be fat mentality? Like years ago when I was, you know, in college, because you, I had, I didn't have any background. Like I got, so my degree is in health science and then, um, you know, I took a lot of other certifications and once I got more knowledge, I grew to understand it. But, um, I think a lot of people that are just normal people, they don't have that whole background. And so they have no idea. It's like they're in an ocean and they're just grasping. Yeah. Trying to find the close, something, yeah. you know, and, and, and to your point, like that mentality of, if I eat this, am I going to get fat? And I think like, and I hate admitting that, well, no, you yeah. know, but it is what it is. Like I was like that. And I think, I think, and, and I'm, I'm like, I have been like that. Like, I feel like maybe it was a borderline eating, eating disorder, disorder. Possibly. I mean, it, because then I would go and do two hours of cardio. Yeah, you may have had. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, like, a, that's not normal. Unless you're an endurance athlete. No. And so it's like, it's it's funny how my perspective has completely shifted. You know what I mean? If I eat this, is this going to make me healthier or feel better? Exactly. To change it to that. Like, food is not bad. It's not, there's no, not there's no morality you. around food whatsoever. And also doing a million hours of cardio, Ugh. it's just, you're going to get exhausted because you need sleep. You're like, honestly. Plus you're going to screw up your hormone profile, by the way. Well, okay. That's funny you said that. Cause I was going, I was listening to a podcast and I cannot remember who it was. It was a hormone doctor and he was the girl that was interviewing him said, okay, if you had to choose between a workout and more like 10 hours of sleep, eight, eight hours of sleep even which one would you pick? Eight hours of sleep. Exactly. Because your body needs that time to completely rest and repair, you know, all of those tissues and all your systems. Because if not, it's like, if it, it would be like you working out for two hours with no, like two days with no rest. Like yep. it's not going to be efficient. You know what I mean? Or a car, you got to fill up your gas tank. So it's like your body, you got to fill up your gas tank with sleep. So I just wrote know? a real talking about sleep. Um, sleep is so important. I just wrote a blog post about getting ready for the CrossFit Open. Oh, I saw that. But did you go to the blog? So there's I did not I, so go I, to the so blog. I did an Instagram I'm sorry. Thing. No, it's okay. You yes, don't have to. I did the Instagram no. and I liked the Instagram post. But um we're talking about like grabbing low hanging fruit and getting ready Oh yeah. for the open, right? And so a lot of people most a lot not a lot of CrossFitters are highly caffeinated, low sleep, mm-hmm. right? Overworked, overstressed, cortisol levels through the roof. But um so check this out. 
Uh, oh, so according to a survey conducted in 2019, the average American gets less than six hours of sleep per night. Oh, yeah. That so they was me. They found that most Americans are sleeping about five and a half hours per night. So, um, but here's the thing. The, oh, so if you're sleeping less than six hours mm-hmm. per night, you are essentially operating as if you had a blood alcohol content of 0.05%. Oh, I have heard this. Or yes. legally impaired. Yep. So, yes. Yeah. So, so you'd actually be better served by going to like maybe not like maybe reducing your workout even a little bit. Totally. Or, but you'd be better served by getting more sleep. So, and I, I'm guilty of, um, I used to have the worst sleep. I used to sleep, sleep awful. I mean, obviously when you're, if you're a mom and you have any baby, like that's different, but there, there are times in life where you're going to have to do that. Right? right. And you just function and you do what you, you, you can. do it. You do what you got to do. Um, but I, for the longest time, I just, I couldn't sleep or I would stay up way too late and I would watch a whole series in mm-hmm. two days, you know, and go to bed at three and have to wake up at six, you know, and, yeah, and, and you would start, it would start to wear on you and you would start to feel like crap. You would get super bloated. Your workouts would suck. You get bad headaches. You'd be super hungry. Well, yeah, because you know what else? When you get super tired, your body's like, yep, yo, you gotta eat. Yo, we need energy. Yes, and, and you just start eating and eating, well, and that's and where you, the weight gain happens. And you start looking for the highest concentration mm-hmm. of energy, totally. which is caffeine. Well, well, processed sugar. Oh, processed sugar. Yes. Right? Processed sugar just yeah. has entered the chat. Yeah. Like, I mean, and so then you're going for processed sugar and probably an energy drink. Or some, you know what I mean? I mean, don't it's take just, my Celsius away. So, oh, I hate Celsius. <laughs> I love it. Actually, I don't really drink any of that. I know. I do like the amino energies every once in a while. They are delicious. The orange I, ones. I wish I had your energy level. But you know what's interesting? Yeah. When I When I severely reduce my caffeine intake yeah. down to like maybe 100 uh-huh. to 100, 100 yes. and 200, yeah. I'm at like four to 600 uh-huh. some days. Yeah. But if I'm down and consistently between 100 and 200, mm-hmm. my energy levels actually go up. There's See? a point of diminishing returns with totally. caffeine. Yeah, because you, your body starts to build up um, like tolerance. Well, tolerance and what is interesting, caffeine doesn't actually give you more energy. No. It just inhibits your feeling of tiredness. Exactly. It's kind of, it's yeah, it's mental and... It's a two-edged sword. Um, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, oh, we're talking about sleep. Yes. But yeah, so I have really the last, uh, I wouldn't say like seven, eight months, I've really tried to work on getting more sleep. Yeah. And Sleep routine helps. Do you have one? Um. Mm, give or take you should get one i should get one i should say i have one i mean that's embarrassing that's all right i I preach that to my clients. i have a sleep routine but you know i use it and i don't sometimes about half the time a week because i usually end up just falling asleep yeah like i i'll have intentions to do it i gotcha but yeah my sleep has been so much better and i feel so much better you know what i mean and you're and yeah it's sleep is so important oh sleep's a wonder drug so you know don't don't underestimate the power of sleep. No, grab that low hanging fruit. But it's like the three. I think it's the three pillars. It's it's nutrition, sleep, and we're in your workouts. And somebody asked me the other day. Stress management. I throw a fourth in there. It's okay, four. Yeah, stress is huge too. But I feel like if you're doing those three things, yeah, you're the stress, be your stress management be better. Have, you're managing your stress. Absolutely. Um, so there's like an equal sign. Okay. It's like an equation. There you go. Okay, so somebody asked me the other day. They're like, "Well, how do you get?" I mean. I don't feel like I go around. How am I going to say this? I don't want to say this to be like, oh, this is what I have. Somebody was asking me how you get like 
a six pack or good abs. You've got a six pack. Admit it. Just okay. own it. Like it's, there's nothing I wrong. Know, there's nothing. Like... It's not, look, it's not braggy if it's the truth, right? You think Michael Jordan walks around going, yeah, I'm like an okay basketball I player. I mean, if I was Michael Jordan, I probably would be like, did you see what I did? But my, no, he, yes. he but just, people go, Michael, if they met him, like you good basketball player. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm He's really like, good. cool about it. Yeah, so, I'm like really good at basketball. So and, what? And it's like, and the thing is, is that it's like, it's nutrition. Yes. Right? It's it's abs, hugely it's hugely nutrition. Abs are made in the kitchen. Abs are made in the kitchen. You hear that all the time. But it really and I know that's like a cliche. And people are like, all right, but like what else do you do? Really? But no, no, really. It's like abs are made in the kitchen. Like cut out the crap. You and you'll notice it. If you start eating and, and not having any BLTs, you know what BLT stands for? Baby. Bite, licks, and taste. Uh, oh. Of yeah. your kid's food. I'm going to tell 100% you. 100% guilty of that. I'll tell you what I have been guilty of and I'm ashamed to admit it. What? I have I have eaten, like I've taken like a, like a donut or something yeah. and I've taken like a big bite of it. I've chewed it up uh-huh. and then I spit it in the trash and didn't swallow it. Um, that's, 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 that's one way to, to get the taste just without the just calories. Pop, just pop, I needed, a, ta- I just needed, needed just a taste. I just needed a taste. Yeah. So like that's the thing. But what's is that, crazy is that, is that that sugar uh-huh. hit that I tasted yes. still jacked with my brain and gave me whatever that dopamine hit was. Yeah. That makes me want to eat more of that. I would have been way better just not. Just don't eat it just because a lot of times it. a lot that's true because a lot of times you'll eat something and then you'll be like, why did I even do that? It wasn't even that good. I could, you know what? But I'll go. Or, I did that. Or I'll go. I can finish the rest. Of that. It's fine. Or you'll be like, well, I'm already in. I may as well just eat it all. <laughs> in for a penny. I'll in start for a pound. tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah. So the point is, is that it's like, yeah, abs really are made in the kitchen. Like good habits, like to get lean, to build, like what you want, what most of these people, women well, and want. And to be fair, this hasn't happened overnight. And it's not hasn't happened overnight. It and was years in the making. For right. You. And the thing is, like, obviously, do I eat healthy 100 percent of the time? No. I have cookie dough in my freezer. I've seen you at Chick Fil A. And I do go to Chick Fil A. I have had cookie dough in my freezer and I'll eat cookie dough every day. You know what I mean? It's like, but well, it but like, I count it into my macros. Well, and it was like, I saw Kristen's came out today. Yeah. And she was like, Brig, she was like, because you, you don't want to be miserable. But she's like, if you want to have ice cream, have ice cream, have it with your lunch. Yes. Have your, have your, okay. and eat it and eat the majority of your calories before 3 p.m. Yeah. And don't eat it late at night, but have some ice cream with your lunch. Do you know you should eat? If you're going to eat like sugar, yeah, um, you should have a protein, some sort of protein source before. Yeah, to help it move, right? To help, or well, to keep you more full. It'll keep you full, but it also will help um, your body. It just won't automatically go to oh, fat. Yeah, because you have the protein, so it, it breaks down like more evenly yeah. together. I you gotcha. know what I mean? So well, that's a fun hack for those of you out there. I like it. If you're so, gonna eat a brownie. Eat, a, eat some turkey before. Absolutely. That doesn't sound good together, but Turkey, we'll cottage do it. cheese. Um, so you got to get, I know you got to, you got to jam yeah. out of here, but let's, so roll out the red carpet for you. What, where can people find you? Plug y'all, plug your social media, plug whatever. All right. So you can find me on Instagram. It's Pojo Fitness, P-O-J-O Fitness. Um, my website is pojofitness.com. And that's where I have on, I have an app. I have a, so I have online workouts on my app. Um, I have six week program, 10 weeks programs. I'm actually coming out with a workout subscription so you can subscribe to do daily workouts. That's cool. Um, it should be out soon. And then I also do macro coaching and custom macro counts on there. So if you go to my website, you can get all that information. Um, if you're local to Arizona, I do Pojo power camps. They are basically high intensity strength conditioning boot camps. They're a lot of fun. Um, we have, all the functional fitness equipment you can imagine. And we've talked a lot about it, but um, super fun community. 
you will learn lots of new skills and you'll probably have a dance party same time so um you can find information out about that on my instagram and my website as well i do them in gilbert and in mesa and does now. um macro coaching come with that macro counts do come with that okay as well that's um, huge and I am about to launch my new macro ebook. What? Yeah. So it has shopping lists, recipes. It actually has, a, I think, like a three-day meal plan, pre- and post-workout nutrition, um, exactly what macros are, how to count them, all the works. So if you want macros or some killer workouts, I'm your girl. Okay, fitness boss lady. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Anyway, well, this was for, so much fun, This Brig. was fun. Thanks for coming by. Um, hope you guys learned something from the podcast. That yeah, was fun. <laughs> no, it was great. So we'll do it again. Yeah. This was great. And I love your slogan, movement is medicine. Thank you. Yeah. All right. It's true. It is. And we're out.